Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving my head. Yeah. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. All right, golf fans, welcome back to another episode of Fairways and Dreams. You know me, I'm Jeff Hartman, and hey, you are being treated. Last Thursday, we had a two-man scramble. Normally, I don't have back-to-back two-man scrambles, but we do another two-man scramble as I welcome in Golf Roots CEO and co-founder, Benjamin Stromberg. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. No problem. I followed you on Instagram for a while and I saw your, your company has grown at least in that space tremendously. I'm sure you have all around in the last year and I love what you're doing. I checked out your website and uh, you had your mission statement there and I thought it was perfect. It's to eliminate barriers to the, to the entry of golf. Like you want to get people golfing. Like that's it. (laughs) Golf is a really expensive sport. So I don't want to talk for you. I want to give you an opportunity to tell you, how, what your company's doing and, and the premise behind it. Well, Jeff, that, yeah, that's spot on. Really, our, our mission's very simple, and it's to make golf more accessible. And so you know, we see some of these barriers to entry into the game. The three main ones that we see are going to be the cost of equipment. It's really expensive to start playing. Um, the second is going to be it's golf is really hard. And so yes. um, we want to help people find instruction and instructors to make this game easier um, and, makes, and make it easier for people to stay in the sport as well. And then finally, it's tough to find places to play where you're comfortable playing with people that you want to play with. And so that's, you know, those second two barriers are are really, you know, aspirationally, that's where we want to focus on as we continue to grow. But, you know, for the time being, our focus is really a lot on the equipment side and and helping people, you know, jump over that first barrier and and get into the sport. So let's let's give give me a scenario here so let's say i have a set of clubs i'm looking to upgrade i go to golf roots you're willing to pay me for my current clubs as all help help fit me for a new set of clubs right the trade-in value depends on the clubs obviously but do you all offer any type of guidance in that process uh in terms of hey you're at you're a 25 handicap. You probably shouldn't be buying these bladed these blades. Just just as an example, like, yeah. what, what do you all offer in that regard? That's a great question. So you know we have um, our team is on our, our Shopify. We we run our, our website through Shopify, and so through our inbox, people 
you know, send us messages all the time. We're able to help them out in finding the right clubs. But another thing that we do is like, like you said, it's really hard for people to understand what they should buy and what they shouldn't buy and what they should be playing, what they shouldn't be playing. And so that is the basis for a lot of what we do on our social media as well. We try to make it so that we can simplify the golf equipment that, you know, you, you should probably not be playing this particular club if you're looking for forgiveness or if you don't need forgiveness, here are a few great options for you, things like that. But we, we try to be very available for people to help them and to per- personalize what they're looking to buy. Our email is readily available. Our, our inbox is available. People send us DMs on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook all the time, you know, because it's it's daunting to pick yes. out equipment um, and, and we want to be there to help them with it. And that but that is the basis of what most of our social is is, is on is trying to make that part kind of demystify golf equipment if that makes sense yeah daunting is the is a right is the right word because if, if someone's getting into the game or maybe they're 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 done with the beginner set and they want to actually get a good set of golf clubs that's all that's an investment and they don't want to oh, waste yeah. their money and they don't want to so i think the fact that you all give affordable options for pre-owned clubs which some <laughs> clubs let's be honest i know people myself that they get new clubs like every other year so it's yes. not like these pre-owned clubs is like buying a 1997 right. Ford Bronco. Like it, you're getting, you could be getting a really nice set of golf clubs at Absolutely. a discounted price. So I do want to ask you this question because I am curious. You're one of the co-founders of the company. What was the genesis of the company? Like what what made you guys start to do this, and how did you start, and how have you grown? Yeah, so you know we started um, back in 2020 in December of 2020. I, I had been playing golf really actively for the past for three years prior to that. Um, I started when I was a kid and then stopped. So all I did was soccer all the time. And I had hand-me-down clubs from my grandpa. And then I reached out to my community when I wanted to, to upgrade and said, hey, who has clubs you're looking to get rid of? You know, And that's where I got my clubs from. Then I went and I'd go to Golf Galaxy and buy from their used rack. I always bought used clubs. For me, I did a ton of research on equipment on the side. And so I put in a lot of time to figuring out what I needed. And most people either don't care or don't have time to do that or not as obsessive about things as as I am. And so what I realized was that it was really challenging for people to start. So I'd been selling golf clubs on Facebook Marketplace for, you know, a few months during the pandemic. Um, And, you know, when December came around, I, uh, you know, I was like, you know, this is this is fun. I'm going to try to get more clubs. So I went on the Nextdoor app. I went on Facebook and I said, hey, who has got golf clubs sitting in their garage? And so I went and I consigned people's old clubs and I sold them and I would package them into full sets for people on Facebook Marketplace. So Jake, my co-founder, was someone that I tried to sell clubs to. He was not particularly interested in playing golf, but he was very interested in, in the business itself. And so um the, the business was formed around this idea of packaging full sets for people and curating full sets to make it so simple for people to start playing and, and to you know make it so that people didn't have to know every single thing about golf equipment to start. And that's really been the basis of all of our growth too, looking at the full sets and our just through starter sets. These are really what make us unique in, in this space. Um, because if you think about it, you know, why would anyone innately know what a hybrid is yeah. or even an iron set? Like those, those things are not like, oh, of course, a hybrid. That's between an iron and a, a wood, right? Yeah. That just doesn't necessarily make sense. And so it, it becomes 
way too hard for people to play. But that's the genesis of the idea is that, you know, can we make it so that golf is not only affordable because let's face it, use is the best way to go, but also accessible on the knowledge front um, where we can serve as guides to people and help them get into that. Yeah, because if, like my, I'll give you an example. If I were to go to my wife and say, could you tell me the difference between a driving iron, a wood and a hybrid? She would look at me like I'm insane. Like I, I've been golfing my right. whole life, but she just doesn't care. So she's like, I don't know what the hell's the difference. It doesn't. Right. I, right. So it, there is a lot of and then you get into like the different types of shaft in the golf club, whether it's graphite, whether it's a stiff shaft, regular shaft. My dad just went to senior graphite shafts and I'm and it's it, it works for him. But for the person that doesn't really know daunting might be an understatement in, in that regard yeah it's you might you might as well just like you know throw a random language up on a screen and say hey read this and if you can <laughs> read it you can come inside the door that's yeah. basically what, what golf clubs do to to the game right if you, yeah. you don't know what to buy you're gonna go buy a a pretty crappy you know box set of clubs or you're just not gonna play at all <laughs> and yeah. either way that's not a great solution to to bring people into the game or they go to a Dick Sporting Goods. There's nothing wrong with Dick Sporting Goods, but they get talked into buying a brand new set of clubs yeah. that are are not really for them. Like, oh, yeah. I am. I'm a 20 handicap. I only play like once a month with my buddies on the weekend. Why would I want to spend a thousand plus dollars on these tailor made blades that have wheat spot the size of a quarter? Whereas I could get another right. set of irons that are much more forgiving and it's going to make the game more enjoyable. Right. Exactly. So I do want to ask you a question about your trade ins. So if someone wants sure. to trade in a club. Other companies do this too. And do you all check and make sure that your prices that you're giving for trade-ins are comparable or is it based off of like, how does the process work? Let's say I have a driver in my garage. I'm not using it anymore. I go to your website. What does the process look like for anyone that's interested? Yeah. So our, our trade-in system is improving right now. Right now, the way it works is we have a trade-in email that people email and our team will respond to that directly. But most of our inventory doesn't come through, you know, personal trade-ins. I, I would say that, you know, for us as well, we recognize that you, especially as people who started out by selling clubs on Facebook Marketplace, you can get way more money selling these clubs on your own than you could ever get by trading them in with us. And we absolutely do not want people to, to think otherwise, right? We want to make sure that they know that there's other options out there, but if they want to trade in with clubs or trade in their clubs with us, our values are very comparable to the competition, but, you know, it's, you know, if, if I'm, if I were trading in clubs, I would probably go sell them my, on my own and then come and buy clubs from golf roots. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm just an honest guy. No, that's being honest. Like that's being honest. I appreciate the honesty. So, all right, let's talk about some clubs here. Cause you're a club guy, obviously at your company. What do you think is the biggest mistake made by buyers when looking to get new clubs, whether they're pre-owned or not? What do you think is the biggest mistake that you see? Yeah, I, I definitely on the beginner side, it's going and buying a box set of Stratas or Wilsons or things like that, thinking that's the only real, really good option for them as a beginner because it's so simple. That's really, I think that's where people mess up a lot. They think it's a good deal buying a set for $600 when in reality that set's going to last them a few months if they're actually playing. I think yeah. that's the biggest mistake that people make on the beginner side. I, I would say on the more advanced side, it's people thinking that they need um, they they need to have stiffer shafts than they actually do. Um, you, you'll see that a lot with former athletes. They think I'm really strong. I need extra stiff. I've never played golf before, but this is what I need. And in reality, you may be really strong, but your golf swing probably is not fully grooved yet. It's not fully efficient, and 
and you'd probably benefit from having a little bit more um, flex in, in those shafts too. Those are two of the biggest ones I see on on um, the beginner side. That's cool. Uh, what what about the next question is, what do you think, what aspect of golf clubs do you think are the most overrated? Where people were looking and you're like, man, like what you're looking for, like it just, it doesn't matter. Like maybe it is the, the flex in the shaft. What is the most overrated thing for you? Oh, man, that's a tough one. And <laughs> this might get me some hate, but a lot of people say that the shaft is the most important thing when getting a new club. I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. Um, you know, the, the people could argue that, yes, the shaft is very important. I do think it's important, but you know, if you were to take a, you know, big Bertha from 1994 and put it on the same shaft as a, you know, a, a rogue ST max, it's not even comparable, right? You know, you, it's, it really isn't. I think that that's something that, that people, you know, put a ton of emphasis on and, and rightly so. I do think the shafts are important, but I don't think that they're the most important thing. And, and I'll probably get a lot of hate for saying that, but I think it's, yeah. it's quite frankly, you know, I think it's really that a lot of the manufacturers and club sellers and things like that have underst- you know, understood that if they can push this narrative that the shafts are the most important thing, I mean, what's a better way to upsell than, than through shafts and expensive shafts at the same time? So, you know, based on that, that's something that we really don't buy into. And so for that reason, we sell most of our clubs, even with upgraded shafts, for very similar prices to the ones with the stock shafts. Um, the shafts again are better, but it's, it, you know, should make sense that they have, there's reason for them to push that narrative yeah. if they're trying to upsell on products like that. Well, and, and some of the things, I mean, my gosh, like, and I'm a golfer and I, I love, you know, single digit handicap. I've gotten my kids involved in the game. I play as much as I can with five young kids. And I hear these people talking about golf clubs and the shafts and the golf clubs. And I'm like, you might as well be speaking a foreign language (laughs) because like for me, and I'm, I'm a golf guy. Right. I I honestly don't care that much. I have the same set of clubs I've had for over a decade, which says a lot about me as a golfer, but nonetheless, like it's just, I I just am not that type of guy, but nonetheless, I want to ask you a question about brands because you see all sorts of brands. You see TaylorMade, you see Callaway, you see ping, et cetera, so on and so forth. I'm going to ask you which brand is the best based on the type of club. And you tell me in your personal opinion, which okay. is the best. So we're, let's start off with the woods. Yeah. Which brand do you think is the best woods on the market? Ping. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, I think I've sure. noticed that on your uh, Instagram yeah. account. That you're kind of a ping. I, what I about irons? Yeah, I'd say irons. Um, mm, I Titleist. Yeah. I think okay. Titleist irons are the best. Let's go with uh, wedges. Wedges. I love my Callaway Mac Daddy wedges. I've been a big okay. fan of Mac Daddy's for a while. I've played Titleist. I've played TaylorMade. I've played Mizuno. And I always come back to Callaway. And what about putters? Scotty Cameron. Scotty Cameron. <laughs> but, I mean, no one markets better than, than, than Scotty. And, and I just love the way they look. And it's nice to have one in the bag. So it's the yeah. way they feel too when you get them yeah. like i've never i've never had one myself because i yeah. never can justify com. We'll, we'll get you set up with one <laughs> but it's like they putt themselves like you those yeah, little four exactly. footers you're like oh my gosh it's like it's just especially, moving itself especially the old school ones you know I, I i've got an old school uh like studios stainless yeah studio stainless 2.5 and it's just like it's butter it's so good i'm keeping that yeah. in the bag forever what do you think this might be interesting 
What do you think is the the worst set of clubs or the individual club that you've ever come across? So like think about a club that was marketed. I think about like the Nike sumo driver that looked like a like a male, like it looked like a man. Yeah. It looked like a mailbox with a stick attached yeah. to it. Um that was hideous for me. I could I could never put that club at a dress and actually swing it. But nonetheless, like in your opinion, like what was what was that club for you? I've got two. Um the Callaway GES women's clubs. So these were club I, I can't even describe them. They looked like they're just like massive heads. They're like hybrid style irons. They're a full set with like completely hollow back. And oh. it was just a, a disgusting, horrible, horrible design. And then I would also say the alien wedges. Um, oh, yeah. just tough to look at. <laughs> so those two are my picks. The hollowed back design reminds me of a driver I used for a short stint in my career. It was the, uh, the Cleveland launcher driver and it had a high board. And so it actually yes. dipped down behind right. it. And that I thing, guess. yeah, my brother, but well, he was like, my gosh, it sounds like, well, what are you hitting? It just sounded, the sound of it was awful. Just <laughs> yeah. but anyways, okay. <laughs> uh, before we go to our rapid fire segment, I want to get your thoughts. You're a, you're a golf guy. You're a gear guy. What are your thoughts on the golf ball rollback? Yeah. You're yeah, I think I need to do more research on, on that before I stamp my, my opinion on okay. it. I just think that ultimately um, it just seems strange that it's going to affect so many people as well um, beyond just the, you know, the professional world. It seems like there are a lot of other things that could have been changed first besides the ball. Um, and, and it's going to result in some very strange you know, things in the used golf ball market. And, and especially for amateur golfers, maybe they're playing with their friends. It just seems like it's going to create some conflicts when you know, you're betting with a buddy and, and someone's playing with the a pre-roll back ball and, and you don't even know it. And it, it just, I don't know. It, it just seems frustrating that that's the decision they're there that they were able to make instead of, you know, fixing the courses or working with the club manufacturers or things like that. I don't know. It just, it's the, the people are getting more athletic and equipment is improving. And I guess I will stamp my opinion on it. Um, <laughs> I, I, it just, People are getting better, right? Like that's just the way it is. They're not going to make football fields longer just because people can throw further or run faster. And because strength training is more effective than it was previously. I, I just think that's a pretty strange reaction to people getting better at a sport that you want people to be excited about. And I, I don't know why they're afraid of low scores either. You know, so that's what they're <laughs> yeah. saying. Like, Oh, well, these guys are driving par fours. That makes it fun. That makes it exciting as a fan. Yeah watching it if you want to take the risk of not hitting a three iron off the tee and just playing for yardage you yeah. want to try and go for it that's a risk reward situation that's a proposition yeah. that you as a golfer have to identify and they're still going to go for it anyways well, <laughs> just change the, the course just change the course make the yeah. course harder <laughs> exactly exactly that's right? yeah, true all right so i always have my guests on i have a rapid fire segment and this is where i just ask you some random golf questions you are a golfer what's your do you have an index what is your handicap before we get started i haven't been able to play enough this year you know serious rounds where i'm keeping index but i'm around like a, a five or six right now fair enough very good all right you ready for this rapid fire yes sir all right if you had to choose to ride or walk what are you doing uh depends on the course but i'm walking mo most of the time Man, that's a lot of walkers. I love it. I'm a hoof for myself. All right. What about music on the golf course? Yay or nay? I don't listen to music myself, but I have no issues at all with other people listening to music. Okay. All right. If you had a choice, if you're creating a playlist, what are you putting on there? Um, Some Tom Petty and the Eagles, probably. Oh, classic rock. Love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Spring or fall golf? Which one are you choosing? 
Ooh, definitely spring. I hate fall golf with all the leaves and stuff. <laughs> it's, you know, especially, especially if you're spraying drives, yeah. it makes it tough to find them. Fair enough. That's very good. What about your favorite team format in the game? What is your favorite? Shamble. Um, I like to, to, to play out my own ball, but it's nice to, to deal with or to get a better drive. Um, you know, when, when you hit one out in the trees. So yeah. I like that format a lot. I feel like that's an underrated format in team golf. Everyone thinks scramble, alternate shot, two-man best ball. No one really leans. You don't see people saying like, hey, we're doing a charity shamble. Like it's always a scramble. I think think shambles are great because also like people, you get to play like real golf and, um, but also speeds up the pace of play a little bit where you don't have to necessarily, um, you know, you have one person like a hundred yards back or someone in the trees hitting from there. You know, it, it just, it makes it a lot simpler. I think it's a great format to do with someone who's wanting to get their first round of golf in, um, yeah. and maybe they're a newer golfer and you're a more experienced one. Like that sets them up in a much better spot. Um, if they don't want to scramble, I feel like there's a shirt design in there somewhere. It just says, bring back the shamble. There we go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you are a golfer. You're single. If you played enough, you'd be a single digit uh-huh. handicap. What's in the bag. So I'm curious what your clubs are since you do this yeah. for a living. What's in the bag. Yeah, so so some of the stuff in my bag is kind of surprising because it's a little older, but I've got um, a Callaway Maverick Sub Zero driver in the bag with a uh, Ventus Black shaft. I've got a um, a Callaway Maverick Sub Zero um, three plus wood, so it's a thirteen and a half degree wood. I need to get a new driving iron in there, so I have nothing in that gap right now. But then I play um, Callaway Apex Apex Pro combo set. Um, so the four iron to seven iron or apexes and eight iron to pitching wedge or apex pros. And then in my wedges, I've got, um, I've got, uh, tour Cali Mac daddy four um, raw wedges. So I've got a, um, 50, 54, and then I alternate between a 58 and a 60, um, just depending on where I'm playing, but I love, I love the way those look and they, they feel fantastic. Yeah. And then I've got a, a Scotty Cameron Studio Stainless uh, 2.5. Um, classic, classic Scotty. I love it. Yeah, there you go. That sounds like a nice bag. What, yeah, it's the Black Pearl edition. Oh. And I've got Gulf Roots head covers as well. <laughs> Next question, will Tiger ever win again on tour? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I think there's going to be a win this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He looks. Is- he looks good. He yeah, doesn't look great, but I think you know I think there could be a win close to the end of the year. We'll end see. Of the season, I should say we'll see. Uh, what is your, in your opinion, what's the worst rule in golf? Um. Oh boy, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I'd say the worst rule in golf is uh, I, I feel like you know for like not professional play. If you hit a ball out of bounds, you should just be able to, to drop from there and take a, a penalty. If it's not a penalty area, like going back to the tee um, and reteeing is one of the stupidest things. I feel That's, that's no, what no I always said. Yeah. I always said that get rid of the white stakes. Everything's a red hazard. So right. if you go into the hazard, you go to the eight, hey, no closer to the hole, drop it. Let's get on with our lives. Yeah. It just takes so long and it's, it's just stupid. And most people don't even understand the rules as well. And so, you know, you get someone in a turn, like a real tournament and they don't know what's happening because of that. It's like, 
just make things simple. Just let's just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, and everyone say we'll just hit a provisional. It's like, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, just go drop by the hazard and play yeah. there. Like it's not a big deal. Right. So, exactly. all right, I'm with you on that one. What's your favorite major on the PGA Tour? Masters. Love it. If you did not golf, I think you said this earlier. What sport would it have been? Soccer. I played. Yeah, that was my actual sport. Okay. There you go. What's your What's your favorite golf movie? Uh, Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, do you have any golf superstitions? Anything that you do every single time you golf for whatever reason, just a mental thing? Um, yeah, I always like to keep my uh, my coin in my left pocket always. And I put my uh, my glove in my right pocket phone or right back pocket phone in the right pocket. Those are okay. my things. That's fine. What is your biggest pet peeve on the golf course? Um, I would say um, when... I don't like when people are, you know, rude to the people in the pro shop or when pro people in the pro shop are rude to people playing there. I, I think we're all, or everyone's there to ha have a good time, play golf or, or do their job and work. So I think just having respect for everyone who works at, at, I think mainly it's going from people who are playing at a golf course to the people who are working there rather than the other way around. So I think having respect for people who are maintaining and, and operating these courses that we have the privilege of playing um, that's something that I would like to see improved because those absolutely. people work so hard. They do. Absolutely. And respecting the golf course in general, you know, exactly. and, and that's, that's, I love it. It's stuff like that. Yep. Ball marks, those are my pet peeves. Last question. Baseball players get to choose their walk-up music. So if you were able to choose a song that you get to walk up to a one T box and you get to blare it and it's going to get you all amped up and ready to roll. What is Oh, it? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Oh man. Um, hmm. what's yours? Mine. Um, I've always liked, uh, dire straits walk of life. I don't know. Oh, There's nice. something very smooth and melodic about that song. Cause it's golf. Like I don't need to get jacked up. Cause then I'm just going to duck hook it into the woods if I'm too jacked up. So, uh, yeah. I probably would go with something like that. That would probably be my walk. -up that influences my decision too. I'm going to say, take it easy by the Eagles. I need there to keep go. that in my mind as I there play. You go. There you go. Love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. Well, Ben, I thank you for taking the time. I want to give you an opportunity to plug not only the website, any social media stuff, if you have any sales coming up like after Christmas or anything like that. So if anyone's listening and they're like, oh, wow, I'd like to go to Golf Roots and see what they have available. Now's your chance. Plug whatever you feel awesome. you want to. Yeah, we've got a sale going on right now until Christmas, 10% off everything. Our website's golfroots.com. Um, you know, if if you are interested in seeing how this game is becoming more accessible, I would suggest following us on social media. We're doing a lot of things beyond just the equipment side as well in the coming year um, and, and focusing on some of those other barriers century, making it so that, you know, it's easy for people to get in and stay in the game. And if you have friends who are looking to start playing golf, I would encourage you to direct them towards um, our just the root set, which is the least expensive starter set in the entire golf industry. So um, that those are my plugs. Um, and, and I also encourage you to reach out to our team. If you have questions, we're here to help. Love it, Ben. Thank you for your time. I do appreciate it. Everyone listening to fairways and dreams, make sure you're on the lookout Thursday. We'll have another podcast coming out. Ben, have a good day. Thanks for Jeff, Thanks so much again. Great to chat with you.